Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan and today I've got someone from the 2015 Adelaide Festival of Arts. And I'm joined on the line by David Sefton, the Artistic Director of the 2015 Adelaide Festival. Uh, hello, welcome to Link Adelaide and uh, congratulations on a great festival. Hello and thank you very much. Well, it's a book at the moment, but we're, we're assuming it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great festival. Um, now it's already um, in the festival centre at the moment and it's uh, Blink's already taking shape. There's little uh, scaffolding towers being erected all over the festival centre at the moment. Um, yep. And that's one of the big main draw card free full-on events here in Adelaide this year. Um, it looks like it's going to be huge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely. This is—it'll be the in terms of—it's uh, basically. I was down this morning on the site myself. What we've basically turned Elder Park and the surrounding area into a huge art park. We've realised that's what we've done. Uh, which, and it's 32 digital artists, uh, 16 of the works made especially for Adelaide, um, all across uh, the Elder Park precinct, across on Pinky Flat, uh, projected onto the roof, right around the roof, wrapped around the roof of the festival centre, uh, Parliament House, across on the corner of two King William Street. It's, it's a massive digital extravaganza. Awesome. Now, how did because that's obviously building on some of the other sidewalk projection stuff we've had before, but like Blink's totally different. You've got, I think some of the, some of the creations create like entire light show elephants that are yes, just yes. made out of well, light. When I got here, people kept saying, I kept hearing about Northern Lights, this thing had happened in the past and was much beloved. And basically, uh, what has happened since then, and over the course of the last decade, is the technology has, has massively evolved. And that's the, what, what we are able to do in terms of immersive projection and 3D projection, as you say, create the impression of an enormous elephant that you can view from in front and behind in Elder Park. It, this is because technology has moved so much, and, and these artists, many of them very young, have evolved with the art form. And what, what you will see is, uh, it will literally blow your mind. Um, and it's, the, the great thing is we're able to bring so much, this, this has never been seen to this level, and this quality of work. Some of this work was commissioned by the Tate Gallery in London, that's a piece across on Pinky Flat. Uh, so this is, it's, it's proper art, but it's also, the late, very, very latest use of digital and, and most evolved use of digital technology. Uh, it's very exciting. And, uh, I mean, none of us know quite what it's going to look like until we play, switch it on next Friday. <laughs> but it, I, 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 I can't wait to see what the whole thing looks like when it's all together because, of course, I've seen lots of the individual pieces. But some of it is literally still being made. So some of the pieces for the uh, festival, I saw one image literally 10 minutes ago on one of the German artists' website that they've just put up because they've literally just finished making the work. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's, it, and, and a really, really awesome thing about it, too, is it's going to be free that people can come down and yep. really every check night it out. Festival, and... 17 nights, it'll switch on around 9 o'clock every night. It'll run later at the weekends. It'll run till sort of 1 in the morning at the weekends. But it's up there till, I think, midnight every night of the week. And as you say, it's completely free, as is the other visual arts component, Bill Viola, which is one of the world's leading artists in three sites across the city, in the Gallery of South Australia, in the St. Peter's Cathedral, and the Queen's. Uh, largest showcase of his work ever in Australia as well, and that's completely free as well, which is great. It's great to be able to do this. Yeah, and, and like, as artistic director, obviously a lot of the final decisions about what comes to Adelaide for the festival are yours. Like, how do you yeah. go, this is what I want to bring out to Adelaide, this is what Adelaide needs to see right now? Yeah, that's, that's 
closed the job, uh, <laughs> as you say. Um, I, I, everything except why I'm writer's right week is, is if, if you like it, it's, it's me. If you don't, I'll think of somebody else to blame. Um, but yes, I make that, that is the job is to sit down and go, okay, what? And, and uh, some of the conversations are very shortly, like quite a lot of the music program. Uh, something like the Unsound program at the Freemasons evolves much later. Something like Blink has been two years in conversation because, because of the whole Northern Lights phenomenon of thinking about what I would do as a response to something that was clearly very popular and much loved. Um, and, then, and, and then there are all of the kind of performance elements and some things like, I mean, the, the, the new complete reimagining of Tommy for existence, for example, which didn't exist, but that's been five years in conversation, just that my last job was where that conversation started and it's culminating here in a world premiere in Australia with Pete Townsend and the Who's full blessing uh, and this extraordinary line of people who are here already rehearsing uh, this completely brand new version of Tommy, the only thing that will happen in Australia for the Who's 50th anniversary so it's kind of, so there's, there's all these different timelines and there's all it's like a very complicated patchwork quilt that you kind of that you're sewing bits on and moving things around, and and in the end you go right. I've got a festival now, and there is a moment, the moment where you see it. And is there any kind of obviously like that's a, that's a massive jigsaw to put together as well? But do you, do you kind of have an overarching kind of theme that you look at for a festival? No, I don't really do themes. I mean, my my view is just what is the most interesting stuff out there? What have I seen that excites me? What do I think will excite the people of Adelaide? Uh, and uh, relating it both to local and national work, to international work, to a combination of free and paid for, to ticketed and free. And this year, actually, the ratio of the free in the festival is much, much higher this year. So that's a factor that has to be brought into play because obviously there is, there is no income against free work so uh, so you you sort of balance out it's obviously there are there are the mundane limitations of working out what you can afford and there are there's mm. certain things that you can't do clearly but you know at the same time you know we are we are a we, we receive a handsome budget from the state and locally but we bring I don't know, four times that back in economic benefit to the city. So it's a, we are definitely, we're a sound investment for the, for the state, which is great, and which, I mean, that's, it's good that they see that. Mm. And it's one of those things that, you know, there's a lot of festivals that go around now, so a lot of people, a lot of it is kind of circuit-based, Sydney Festival, Perth Festival, all those kind of things that happen around this time of year, so a lot of shows can tour between, but Adelaide was really the originator of a lot of this kind of thing, because our festival was pretty much one of the first ones, I think. It was, it was. Perth, Perth does predate Adelaide, but it was very much quite a, um, a low-key, and I think mostly amateur affair when it started, and that's not a value judgement, that's just a fact. Um, <laughs> and I, but they, they predate, predate Adelaide by a couple of years. Adelaide was really the first fully fledged, fully professional, fully invited international arts festival. They took that Edinburgh Festival model, um, and then in 1960 launched this this very kind of proper formal festival. Um, and when you look through that, it's, it's like Festival 30 now. When you look through that 55 year history, uh, <laughs> it is remarkable what's been. Uh, and it is what's also great is that Adelaide kind of has that. It's the festival state. It's very much owned and embraced by the city and the state. It, 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 the the Adelaide identity is wrapped up in its festival, uh, which I think is a, a fantastically healthy and, and right and proper thing. And it's one of those things where Adelaide audiences have grown up with the festival. We know kind of 
Well, we never know what to expect, but we know kind of how to take some of these shows that are a little bit off the wall, a little bit out there. And we're sort of very kind of, I don't want to say very cultured, but very very up for the challenge of going to see some challenging Oh no, absolutely, it's an incredibly well-informed audience in this town because it's seen so much, you can get away with nothing in this town Uh, It's it's great actually, Uh, it means that you're talking to a very well-informed group of people who as you say are up for the, we haven't heard of this but we're going to take your your advice and come and see it, Uh, which is great last year when we had six hours of Shakespeare in Dutch with, with Roman tragedies and Thousands of people came and loved it, and that's what is that's you couldn't really ask for anything more as a festival director than an audience that will trust you. Yeah, it's one of those things like Roman tragedies last year was a, essentially a massive risk because you sort of vaguely knew what might have happened with the show, yeah. and then you got people went to see the show and. Very, very quickly, there was this whole landslide, and people just raved and raved and raved. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, and the, the, the great thing about this town is they lo- they love their epic events, and that's which means that you kind of you know, with something like Roman tragedies, that was something again. As soon as I got the job, I started talking to Evo, who I'd known for a long time, about bringing that because it was such a perfect fit. The, and I'm, I'm not sure it necessarily would have been a perfect fit in Perth or Sydney. Um, mm. I just feel like here it's that thing like an audience that is... Although having said that, we did get a lot of people travelling in for Roman tragedies in particular. There was a massive interstate influx of uh, particularly the industry. The Australian theatre industry was came in droves to Roman tragedies because it was already such a famous piece. But mm. what is great about the, the audience in this town is that they, they will engage with that and they'll, they'll, they'll do the yes let's go and see six hours of Shakespeare in Dutch and of course it is one of the best shows I've ever made I mean, and actually uh, my life will be a lot easier if there were more Roman tragedies out there frankly <laughs> and like it's one of the, I was speaking to David Chisholm earlier today about uh, The Experiment which is oh, yeah. that he's done based on Mark Ravenhill's uh, yes. 20 minute monologue and you know that, that takes a lot of risks that show but I think it's it's absolutely ready for an Adelaide audience and right for an Adelaide audience and Absolutely and I think it's actually up. also one of the, the, the great things about this gig is you can look at something like that and go yes we, we will do that because it's clearly it's not a commercial enterprise and what we do and we have to explain you know, we're not we're not make we're not setting out to put on shows that make money that we are actually funded to go out and bring work that would otherwise not be seen and that is very much in the nature of the fest I see that as very much I don't have a theme but I, I do have a, a sense of what the mission of the festival is and that is to bring to expose things to people to an audience who would never get to see it otherwise we, we are you know a destination international festival Festival that can go out and bring back the, the, the best, the newest, the most interesting, and, and in some cases the largest, and, and present it to people. And, and there's no way it would get here otherwise. Mm. And it's one of those things that, you know, what you hope is by presenting works like this, it tees off the local industry and, you know, just goes, okay, this is the extent of what can be done. Like a lot of these things, whether it's uh, the experiment or Newfoundland Mass 4, which is, I'm really, really excited about. Um, there's, there's all these things that are kind of crossing genres and sort of going, no, we're just putting up art, we can't really define whether it's theatre, music, dance, Yeah, style, yeah, and one, one, of the, one of the, one of the, absolutely, you're absolutely right. One of the, uh, the great, uh, for me, one of the uh, most comforting and encouraging things in looking at the sales patterns for this coming festival, which obviously we can do now, um, is something like Azimut, which is this piece which is very, very hard to 
put into any obvious box. It's a French physical theatre director working with a team of Algerian acrobats on this very abstract, beautiful movement piece about Sufi, which isn't theatre or dance, but is kind of both, is selling through the door. It's really one of our big standout hits at the festival. A show which, when I booked it, I realised I was going to find a real problem explaining it to people. But it is this incredibly beautiful show, and actually a very nice companion piece of Bill Viola. There's this whole spirituality thread. But my themes are not are not there; they're just accidental, and that's one of them this year. Uh, I think I might be getting old. Um, and and it's this beautiful spiritual movement piece. And I, I and when I started talking to journalists about it, I thought, God, it's really hard to describe this piece. It's just, it's just a really lovely piece. But the local audience, it's one of the pieces that is selling best. And you think that's great. It's great that the audience will pick up on something that even I find it difficult to explain. Because mm. my, my first impression of that one, I think that's uh, that's an awful lot of scaffolding and over almost, as you say, circus, physical theatre, and something not like any probably dance people have seen before. No, 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 and it, and it really doesn't fit easily into any category, and that's kind of one of the reasons I like it so much, because you kind of go, I don't really know which box I would put this in. If we had, we tend, we, we don't put everything into a theatre, dance or music box, and really, you'd kind of be trying to put in all three. Um, and what's great about it is that actually, I can see something like that and go, this show is outstanding, and know that the audience will come with me. Mm. And it, I think that's probably one of those things you can only do in Adelaide too, as well. I think so. And have that I really do. Audience as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think what I like is the fact that I will regularly have people who've been going to the festival for decades will say to me, "So, what's the one show that's really gonna confuse us and upset us?" And it's hilarious. They're not looking for those shows. It's like they want they want to know what the controversial show at the festival is, which I think is hilarious. It could. I mean, it could well be. It could be anything. It could be the Cardinals. It could be. Yeah, yeah. The Cardinals was a show that, that the British Council wouldn't book because it dealt with issues of the difference of opinion in religion. I mean, you know. It's like, but it's a, a, at the same time a, a very, very funny knockabout comedy show that ma- suddenly makes these very poignant pieces on on the turn of a dime. But they are, and they are about the differences of opinion between Islam and Christianity. Uh, I mean, it's, and we're doing it in a church, uh, and I saw it in a church in Scotland. But the show is I, uh, the show is the most fantastic. They come with this fantastic recommendation letter from the uh, archdeacon of the Church of Greyfriars in Edinburgh, who said that it's the best demonstration of a metaphor in religion that he's ever seen. And so. <laughs> So you have these things working on multiple layers, and then you've got something like Beauty and the Beast, this incredibly raunchy adult fairy tale that, um, it, frankly, you know, it's, what's great is we have all this very, very strong children's programming. Then something like Beauty and the Beast, which we're going to have to stand at the door and make sure no one accidentally tries to bring a child, because I mean, this is strictly for adults only. It was sort of, like remarkable. I saw. I was obviously read through it in the festival program and saw there's this. There's a, dis- uh, dis- a disabled performer and a yeah. body performer performing in it. I thought, okay, these are the themes that are going to be played out in the show. Yeah, and yeah, like, and there's a male couple as well. And the story is their story as well as the story of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and then... She's, she's a burlesque queen and, he, yeah, and he's a, a paraplegic, now very well-known actor. Yeah, 
and then so there's all of that and I think okay it's going to be a pretty straight theatre piece and then I think the other day there was a post up from your marketing team on Facebook about it with the most erotic fruit display I've seen in my life exactly no no the show <laughs> the show is, is absolutely X-rated and, and <laughs> is very very much to, uh, intended to be and it's a, it's a beautiful and poignant and lovely show as well but there mm. is there is endless there's more full frontal nudity on display than I think we've ever had in the festival before and that's going for them I reckon some of those early festivals would have had quite a lot too. And that's, that's, that's saying something. Exactly. <laughs> um, and well, I, then, think, I think we may win with this one. And we haven't even, like, obviously, haven't even touched on some of the the, the big kind of draw card shows, like. Uh, You've got Danny Elfman's music yes, and, 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 and we now know for sure that's the only time Danny Elfman will come and perform in this show himself, because the show, which obviously is a symphonic show of all of the film music he's done for Tim Burton with clips of mm. the film, but he is there because he is the voice of Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas, and he is performing in the show, but which, I mean, the actual symphonic version of it will go to Sydney in, I don't know, three months' time, but not with Danny yeah. Elfman in it. So the festival is able, it is, and I feel also very strong that what what we do should be this kind of special event programming that this is yeah. the only time you'll see Danny Elfman performing with, with an orchestra and choir to the to his own films film scores and that that is it, it's what makes the festival this very special thing is like you you are not you won't get a second chance on this one it's the same with the Tommy and the, and the concert version of Failure the Broadway musical these are just happening in the festival and and we yeah. do as you say there are certain things we share and of course we co the, the Australian Australian festivals co-commission a lot of Australian works. So, I mean, something like Black Diggers, which is very much our kind of, you know, our, our centi- anti-centenary show. Um, that's uh, that's already been in the Sydney Festival. That's already been in the uh, Perth Festival because we commissioned it together. So that's a very mm. conscious decision to be able to put money into into this uh, into important Australian work. But by the and same I'm really token, excited I'm excited about that one too. That, yeah, that, that's it's a beautiful such show. It's a, from yeah, beautiful, beautiful so. show. And I mean, Wesley Enoch's a great director. It's an amazing piece, very, very powerful. And this is this great, the previously untold story of the role of indigenous soldiers in World War One. It's a, it's a, it's a very important piece of theatre. Uh, and that's great. And that's great that that's alongside this international work that you can only see by coming to Adelaide. Uh, and I think that's the, a very important part of the mix of the festival is to do these very special events which are Adelaide only. Mm. And then you've been able to obviously partner with some local companies like State Theatre Company doing their Beckett Triptych. Yeah, absolutely. Very tonight. happy to have that in there. And then, uh, you know, welcoming back, and alongside all of that kind of thing, welcoming back Warm Adelaide into the fold. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I, mean, I mean, that's a, that's a long-standing, I mean, obviously Womad Australia began its life within the festival and was actually originated in this office. And so that... that <laughs> was taken out uh, when, when uh, APA took it on back in, I don't know how long that's been now, about a decade ago, I suppose. Um, but it's still very much a part of the festival. and It's my son's favourite part of the festival, I have to say, so even though I have no part in the programme. Um, it, yes, absolutely. It's a very important part of the atmosphere of the festival. And we do collaborate. There's something like Abdullah Ibrahim, which is also one, one of the like, jazz concerts in the... Uh, he's doing a solo piano recital in Town Hall alongside his band concert as part of Woma and we've had great success. We had a huge success with Goran Bregovic two years ago on that front and it's great to be able to do those things where you can see something in a concert hall that will also be on in the gardens too and actually that's, that's been a great um, it's great to have that available, uh, that, that chance to, to collaborate as well. 
Yeah, and the, uh, just like while, we, while we're talking about music as well, do, like where does your relationship with Gavin Bryce come from? Oh God, many, 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 many. I have known Gavin for about 20 years. <clears throat> he's, he's just, he is one of those extremely important composers. And I, I actually, I think Jesus' blood appeared on my South Bank program, certainly at some point in the mid 90s. So we are talking about 20 years. Um, and I, on and off, we, we, we didn't work together in Los Angeles for one reason or another. Uh, but he, um, Yes, I didn't really have an orchestra at my disposal in LA. We we bring in foreign orchestras, but the the the, the LA orchestra had their own home, so we didn't really work together. But anyway, Gavin, Gavin and I go way way back, and he's just one of those people. He's worked with everyone. His body of work is is unparalleled in contemporary music. He is one of for me one of the most important living composers, um, and I, we we have been in conversation about Adelaide since I got this job. It's another one of those multiple year conversations that he was somebody like Laurie Anderson, like John. Zone that I just I knew I wanted to bring out and and again I don't do themes I don't but but the, but that idea of having what basically becomes a kind of composer focus uh, has sort of just evolved out of the way I've wanted to work with people and to to give a broader perspective on their work and with Laurie we were able to do you know, a commission with Kronos a theatre piece a, a, a gallery based piece and really show the range of their work and here. Gavin's been to Australia before, but his ensemble never have. Jesus' Blood has never been played by an orchestra here, and so he will conduct an orchestra doing the symphonic version of his, really his signature piece. And his most recent chamber opera, The Marilyn Forever, has never been, has never travelled, it's only been in Canada. Um, so while Gavin himself has done very, he did a fairly substantial project in Canberra two years ago, this breadth of work it's a bit like with bill viola the work's been in australia but not seen on this scale and not 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 given this full breadth which i think again is something that we're uniquely positioned to do it's great that we've got such a good orchestra in town so we can we can really do justice to his work and uh just you know i'll have to wrap this up soon because i know you've got just a small festival to run yeah yeah um, i've got a few things on my plate there's no question <laughs> about that <laughs> um, like Writers Week's going to be huge again this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's that's is... Laura's baby. I can take no credit for the fabulous line of Writers Week. Laura Croach is entirely responsible for that. But yes, and it's she, huge she's... and uh, enormous and hundreds of writers heading our way. And but again, all free. It's absolutely, and it's one of those things. I remember when I was going through high school, Writers Week was the week all the teachers took off. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, so, oh, okay, just finish for yourselves. We had always had relief teachers and stuff like that, so it was good fun. Um, <laughs> Quite right too. Good for them. They should have taken you with them, really. <laughs> I think they tried sometimes, um, but things like you know the, the big who this year is probably to get Julie Gillard to come down and talk about her story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a huge lineup of real kind of A-list writers coming. It's a very, very, very strong lineup. And you know the program's out all over the place, and yep. you know we haven't we really barely scratched the surface today talking about the program, but it is so so huge. There is so so much in there, and uh, I think Adelaide's about to just go absolutely nuts for it. Yeah. So, so it <laughs> well, I hope so. I I, I I hope and trust you are right. <laughs> And uh, can you give us any hints as to what we might see in 2016, if you've got any kind of... Absolutely. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Uh, obviously, right. I, obviously, I... <laughs> just kidding. Um, obviously, <laughs> there's a, uh, I, I'm, I'm basically just about, literally in the last 24 hours, just contacted everyone I'm talking to about 2016 to point out that I'm going to go a bit quiet for the next month. Because um, obviously I have... But yes, it, I mean, uh, such is the nature of the beef now. We're an annual model. I am kind of pretty much, I don't know, what I'd say, uh, 
80% done with the actual ideas for the program. Uh, wow. But there's obviously there's, there's a long way to go in terms of the, 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 the nowhere in terms of the uh, practical realisation and there's always lots of changes and things can't drop in and come in and go on. There's a, there's a, there's a lot more uh, to be wrangled for 16, but the shape of it is pretty much there already. It has to be. It's my last one. I've got to, I've got to know what's coming. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, all I can say is I'm very happy with it and I, I think Adelaide will be too. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're pretty happy with this program and uh, hopefully everything pans out the way I think it's going to and everyone gets out and uh, explores Blink and just kind of explores... Absolutely, and people really like... should. I think they've not, no, no one's seen anything like this in, in Adelaide or indeed Australia before, so... That's one of those uh, things you know, we do a festival better than anyone else, and uh, absolutely like one of the reasons that we do. So, thank you very much for your work, and uh, break a leg for for next week and uh, through thank the you very much. Adelaide Festival of Arts. Uh, pick up a program anywhere around Adelaide, and head to adelaidefestival.com.au for all the details about what's going on. Uh, David Sefton, thank you so much for uh, giving me your time today, and uh, have an awesome festival. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au, check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide, or tweet us at linkadelaide.